What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Omega Metroid Podcast. I am your host tonight, Dak, alongside my man to my that right, Doom. Doom, how you doing, man? It's uh, nice to join you back on the show. Yeah, it's good to see you again, man. It's been I, you know, I feel like we were just recently celebrating, you know, all three of us finally getting back on, and now we're back at it again. Me and me and Andy solo now, me and Dak solo, but you know. I'm sure we'll be back again uh, together in no time, but uh, yeah, you know, we got a, you know, we're happy to have you back again, Dak. And uh, yeah, I think you just got off work and I just got off class not too long ago. So yeah, we're both, uh, we're both on that grind, both on that hustle, but you know, that's what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, it's a big summer thing for me, for sure. I had a lot of travel for work and other events. Uh, Andy's on vacation for the past week or the foreseeable week. I don't know. He's out and about gallivanting the world. So He's gone for that reason. I just came back from Toronto this morning. I was in Chicago last weekend. I was in Myrtle Beach the weekend previous. So I've been jet-setting a little bit myself, but the summer has pretty much come to an end. So um, we'll be, you know, taking it a little easy in the coming weeks. And honestly, I don't mind that because I am I, – I like flying, don't get me wrong, but like back-to-back-to-back weekends in airports, eh, I'm over it. I'm good. I just want to hang out at home play some games and chill and I talk about metroid hate flying i hate really? flying so much yeah i'm definitely definitely not a heights guy like like i like oh. i can do it i can survive it like you know i don't need to like take like heavy medication or anything but it's just i i prefer to be on the ground i am not like falco i do not in fact <laughs> i knew this is prefer be, the air <laughs> yeah i knew this was gonna be a reference to that um yeah i actually really like flying and i don't like heights but i like in a plane i'm like all right i'm, I'm pretty sure i'm good up here uh i say that fingers crossed for my next flight um, <laughs> I mean, statistically, statistically, it's it safest is the way, safest way yeah, to travel. Exactly, um, but it doesn't feel safe, even though, like, objectively, it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, what is safe to say is that we do have a fantastic, or at least hopefully, a pretty solid episode of the Omega Metroid podcast coming y'all's way today. We have something that I don't think we've done on the show specifically. We've done stuff similar to this, and I know we just did like a Q and A recently. Um, we have an episode in in the chamber for next week. So next week we're going to be jumping into another mapping Metroid and we're going to be going into the frigate Orpheon. So this will be a follow-up to our Talon overworld mapping Metroid that we did uh, about a month or so ago. So if anyone's looking to the follow-up for that, that'll be next week today because there's just the two of us and we were like, what are we going to do? What should we do? I had an idea when I was in Chicago, you know, I had an idea period. When I was in Chicago last weekend um, I was there for the League of Legends Championship Series um, Summer Finals, the, the championship essentially for LCS, just pretty much what happens before Worlds. And I was there for the Fan Fest event, and one part of the show that we did, aside from Travis Gaffer's Hotline League, was this uh, league show that I'm not super familiar with, but it's apparently a pretty popular show called This or That, where they have like the broadcast talent, and they essentially 
put two things together like would you rather this or you rather that and it's sometimes you know serious questions like who would you rather you know be on your dream pro team or whatever to like very silly questions or whatever but people seem to love it and i figured you know what why not give it a try for metroid and do a little this or that metroid style so we're gonna do that today we have a couple different premises um it's you know some of them you know i'm expecting some serious conversation from other ones not so much and hopefully when we do another one of these, maybe we can get some fan this or that prompts for the next one, depending on how y'all like this. So anyway, um, before we do get into that, there are a couple things that happened over the past week that I'm sure we want to touch on really briefly. Of course, the first thing that we want to talk about is the Nintendo Direct from last week. Um, I don't think either of us have much to say about it, so I don't want to give that too much fanfare going into it. Um, I watched it, albeit late. Doom, I'm sure you watched it, albeit late. Um, what were your thoughts? Any takeaways? Anything you actually liked about it? What, what was it for you? I'm sure you're... I know there's one particular thing that you were excited to see, so I'm sure you're going to mention that. But overall, what, what were you thinking? Dude, I'm so happy, man. I got every oh. single prediction right. Uh, dude, it was the direct of a lifetime. <laughs> uh, and also, so Very convincing. Actually, so, so in all seriousness, you might be wondering why uh, my beard is shaved, and because I actually made a bet with some uh, friends of mine that if I uh, that if I didn't get a, a Metroid Prime uh, remaster in the direct, that I would shave my beard, and so hence uh, why you would get to see the baby face in uh, in today's uh, Omega Metroid podcast episode. So uh, there you go, some fun lore behind that lore match. But I mean, other but yeah, otherwise, I mean. Was it a great direct for me personally? Nah. If you were an RPG fan or a farming sim fan, oh, my God, this must eating. have been you, you, yeah, you had the jackpot of a lifetime. Like yeah. genuinely happy for anyone who is like excited for all those games. Not personally my cup of tea, but I think that's fantastic if you are excited. There were there were a couple of really cool announcements though. First off, of course, we got Pikmin coming back from the dead, Pikmin 4. It exists. Which I'm super excited, super excited about that. I am a fairly new Pikmin fan. I'm not gonna pretend like I've always been a fan. It's been, I've been a fan for less than two years now. I, oh. I played the Pikmin <laughs> 3 demo, and I loved it. Ended up buying the full game. I love it now. And so yeah, Pikmin 4. Assuming that it's this, at least the same quality as Pikmin 3 is probably gonna be a day one purchase for me, and I'm really happy about that. But there's another announcement as well that I'm excited about. But there's also multiple layers of weirdness going on. And Dak, I think you, I think you know where I'm going with this. Uh, uh, we knew yeah. this was, yeah, yeah. We yeah, knew this was happening for a while. Uh, you know, it was. You know, we had the Xbox achievement leak. We had the ratings leak, but it's finally officially announced. We got GoldenEye coming to Nintendo Switch Online and Xbox via Rare Replay. But right. <laughs> there's a big button. I cannot lie about it. Yeah, there are some discrepancies between the two, and as also as well as also some other things going on. So. So GoldenEye for Nintendo Switch is going to be the original ROM upscaled to 1080p like all the other NSO N64 games mm -hmm. uh, with uh, with um, local online play um, introduced. So fairly simple there. The Xbox version of the game is going to be a brand new remaster of the game uh, with new dual analog controls, which I'm very excited about. Um, it goes up to 4K and I, there's achievements and probably some other minor tweaks here and there. But... There is no online multiplayer in the Xbox version of the game, which is really strange. <laughs> yeah, dude, like they literally took the two important parts of the game 
and separated them. So neither version is something I personally want to buy. I'm 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 gonna be honest. Like I I want to <laughs> play a remastered, upscaled or whatever GoldenEye with online multiplayer. So now if I want to play it on the Switch online multiplayer, I have to suffer through the crappy old controls. And if I get on my Xbox or my PC or whatever, I can't even play it online. So maybe I'll get it for my PC because I'm pretty sure Game Pass you can play it on PC too. Um, yeah, but that is so like I I don't know how that happens. Part of me feels like there was maybe some agreement, you know, like hey we can do this, you can do that, and like maybe they had to compromise. I don't know. I'm not gonna surmise to know or even say that I have any idea. But what a fumble after all that, personally. I wouldn't really call it a fumble because, again, I'm personally still very excited for this. Then again, I already have Rare Replay, which is how the Xbox owners are going to get a hold of this game um, Mm -hmm. if you don't have Game Pass. And so basically on both Switch and Xbox, I'm getting this game for free. So that's like, oh, cool. I was was expecting to pay money. I'm getting all this for free. Like, hey, I'm not complaining. Mm -hmm. But it's still really weird. And and even in the even in the Switch's case, while the Switch does technically have online play, there's no matchmaking. Because for those who haven't tried out the online features in these NSO games, basically the way they work is it emulates the local multiplayer with your friends list. And so you're still limited, you're still limited to setting up like a lobby and setting up times when you and your friends want to get online for the NSO stuff. It's not like you can just go into a matchmaking lobby where a ton of other people are simultaneously searching for a game. Which I feel like you should be able to do in 2022, but I think that's a lot to ask for for anything on a Nintendo console. But still cool to be announced. Um, anything else that you were happy about seeing? Yeah, well, actually, there's a, so there's a couple more things about GoldenEye. So, okay. <laughs> so before so before all these GoldenEye leaks and rumors started happening, there was actually a big Xbox Live Arcade leak of another remaster of GoldenEye. You'll understand why I'm using the word another in just a second. But basically, this was kind of like um, kind of like a Halo anniversary style 007 remake. Not quite on the same level, mm-hmm. where it, it looked more like a GameCube game than like a modern title, but still a huge improvement over the N64 original. And you know, it allowed you, you know, just like in Halo Anniversary, you could switch between the old and the new graphics, and it looked really dope. Right. That's not the remaster that we're getting, however. Um, a, at least that's what it sounds like that's not what we're getting in the press release for the um the rare replay version it sounds like we're just getting a 4k version of that original rom and with some slight quality of life improvements which i'm not gonna lie that that was of all the weirdness around it that's the part that is the biggest disappointment for me because i mean that leak is already online you can play that that build right now and it's fully complete and i don't know why that's just not the version that's being shipped on rare replay. So again, so much weirdness. There's a lot going on for this game that I didn't even realize. <laughs> like there's too much lore for essentially a re-release of GoldenEye, which is still a fantastic game. I didn't even know about that second part. That would have been cool though. Cause that's, that's one of my favorite parts of Master Chief Collection is going back and forth between the old graphics. Um, so yeah, I mean, GoldenEye was definitely a, a highlight for me to an extent. So I figured out what was happening with that. Um, Pikmin 4, definitely cool. And yeah, there were a lot of farming simulators and RPGs, but, or like JRPGs, but to be fair, like as an FPS fan who doesn't mind watching Microsoft or Sony shows, which are just FPS after FPS, like this is now, I guess how other people feel when they watch (laughs) those, cause I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, I feel like I just watched this 
the same game be announced six times in a row. And I, then I, th- and I thought that I'm like, Hmm, now I know how it feels, but, uh, actually a couple of those, I feel like, I don't know. Maybe I just have to spread my wings. Maybe I have to like be how like broaden my interests and not just play the same kind of game all the time. So, but whatever. Um, I guess that's a me problem. And the only other thing I think is probably worth mentioning is we did finally get a release date and a name for Breath of the Wild 2. Unfortunately, we can't call it that anymore. It'll be inaccurate. inaccurate. Um, Tears of the Kingdom. Not Tears of the Kingdom, as apparently that needed to be pointed out. It is Tears of the Kingdom, so can't wait for every character to be crying the whole time. That was one of my favorite parts about Breath of the Wild was Zelda crying. Um, obviously sarcastic. I don't really have much to say on it otherwise other than like hey cool we have a release date hey cool we have a name uh the gameplay looked cool um there's a bunch of air stuff i was kind of disappointed that there wasn't more zelda because i feel like when the game was originally revealed that it seemed like the zelda would be a more active character in the gameplay and the story and i feel like since then there's been like no zelda involvement whatsoever so that has me a bit like head tilting because now it just kind of looks like more of the same gameplay. But really, for me, what I'm looking for in the Breath of the Wild sequel is more story and some different stuff. And if it's just like the same map with like slightly upgraded, you know, gameplay or like a couple new, you know, features, I don't know if it's gonna really appeal to me. Like I really like there was no plot or story in Breath of the Wild. Like that's what I want from this. Zelda being involved sounds really cool. I am interested to see what's happening with Link's arm and whatever, and like weird zombie Ganondorf or whatever, or Ganon. But uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sitting here like steeped in anticipation for a new Zelda game, which, um, to be fair, has happened to me in the past. But I was expecting to be a bit more excited. I guess we're still very far away on that. I don't know. What are your thoughts on Terrors of the? I Kingdom? feel like yeah, I feel like I'm in a similar position as you. I thought I thought the overall reveal was really underwhelming. It was more of a relief than anything to finally like get that release date and that mm-hmm. name finally like okay, we can finally stop with all that speculation. And the fa- and like the fact that they're giving like a dated release, I'm fairly confident at this point that there's no more delays at this point. I there, agree. Yeah, so I think it's fair to say that May 12th we're finally going to be playing uh, some new Zelda. Uh, we finally know what it's called. But otherwise, yeah, it you know the trailer it was too short it barely showed anything it did it was not worthy of a you know one more thing type of deal Especially, that being said though yeah no oh, go ahead i was gonna say that being said though i think it's pretty clear that once that february or march direct hits we're going to get a huge oh, yeah. uh, tears of the kingdom blowout yep 100 percent. and and so don't I'm get me wrong don't get me wrong i i'm excited for zelda in general i got my my breath of the wild coin right here I have some of the Majora's Mask masks on my desk. Like, I'm not just like a you know a fair weather Zelda fan. I really want to, and actually, I'm actually excited for the hints that maybe this might be Twilight Princess related because there are some kind of like hints at, at that that might be uh, tying back to that game, which is one of my favorite Zelda games. Even though Majora's oh, Andy will be so excited. I know and Majora's Mask is 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 my favorite Zelda game. I have a poster of it right here off off camera. Um, I'll even tilt my camera over to show so wow this webcam gets super hot um so i I, i'm hoping that we do get that bombardment of news and i'm sure that'll happen you know on the next marketing cycle at the beginning of next year but yeah cool we saw that didn't see any metroid um which i mean consider i mean at this point we were all thought it was pretty much a shoe-in to see some metroid prime trilogy or metroid prime hd we didn't get any of that um, so that really puts into question if we're going to get 
any new Metroid at all, or even old new Metroid at all this year, which classic Nintendo following up on the success of a big game by doing absolutely nothing. So really cool about that. You know, why not follow up on Metroid Dread by having absolutely nothing in 2022 except a boss rush update and a patch. But um, yeah, that's uh, that was disappointing. Um, really was hoping to see Metroid Prime HD or Trilogy or something. We didn't get it. So the wait continues. Yeah, fun fact, the new Pokemon games actually come out on the actual anniversary of uh, Metroid Prime 1, so Wow, I, cool that's stuff there. information <laughs> I didn't need to know, and I wish I hadn't heard. Um, all right, let's move on from that. We got that. robbed. <laughs> we got robbed. Um, let's move on from that because we have some more stuff to get into. Real quick, another big gaming news thing that happened recently, uh, GTA 6, which has been, apparently been in development for almost a decade. Uh following up on the massively successful GTA 5, one of my favorite games of all time, and put a lot of hours into that, um, which has been countlessly updated and, and added to, you know, the online portion of GTA 5 has been, you know, grown incredibly massive, and Rockstar has milked the hell out of that, as they should. GTA 6 has been leaked, or at least part of assets of it, and like videos and, and whatnot was, was leaked over, I think over the weekend, or at the end of last week, I missed it when it leaked, to be honest. Like, I was not on the internet, on my phone. Like, I didn't see any of it. By the time I got around to checking some of it out, it had been, like, copyright struck. Um, but, yeah, that's that's a one of the biggest leaks I can think of in recent memory. I mean, it was a game that we knew was coming, but has not been officially really announced or shown off in any degree. And apparently a lot of, like, early, like, pre-alpha gameplay and assets were uh, leaked to the internet recently due to some uh, security um, breach of some sort. I don't know. Any thoughts on that? Because that's I mean, that's that's pretty major, as far as I'm concerned. I I think it's safe to say this isn't just one of this is. I think you could argue this is the biggest like game related leak in in history. And I and right. I say that unironically. No, like literally, there was hours of footage oh, really? of this game. Yeah, hours plural oh. leaked online of like the early pre alpha. I think I believe the guy said it was from 2019 even so this is like even not earlier than yeah yeah wow so i did not realize it was that much. i thought it was like okay a couple clips a couple screenshots but i didn't know it was hours no hours like yeah. there was a lot i like um i didn't watch that but i only saw like a couple of clips that popped up on my twitter timeline i i didn't like go out um searching for any of the other stuff but i mean you know, usually I don't mind leaks. I think it's whatever, but like I, I feel so bad for the developers oh, in yeah. this case because, like, especially because like one of the big recent wins in in um in Rockstar was um kind of work at work from home being you know more accepted and tolerated in the workplace, and it's led to you know a lot of a lot of people that got get getting to spend more time with their families and their kids and stuff like that. You know, not being tied at the office all the time. And, you know, a lot of people have been praising Rockstar because Rockstar has a track record of having really horrible employee service, just really yeah. treating their employees like crap. But there's been like a really interesting cultural shift in the past year or two. And I fear that this leak might start to regress some of those positive changes, which is absolutely heartbreaking. Not to mention just, you know, all this hard work that the, that the developers worked on just so unceremoniously just plopped up onto the internet like that and i just i genuinely i feel bad for the developers i don't care about rockstar take two corporate i could care less about whatever consequences happen to them it, but 
uh, for the developers that are um, that are working through their way through this and trying to see what to do next, like I, I genuinely feel for y'all. Absolutely, yeah, and and I mean, I'm I, I don't support leaks in general. Obviously, someone's hard work shouldn't be released before it's ready to be released. Do I look them up sometimes if I'm interested? Yeah, um, I'll admit, but. A game like GTA is like when it gets announced and it gets shown off. I want to see how they want to show it off to me because like they, you know, it's GTA. Like they know what they're doing, um, and it's not something I'm like dying to hear plot points on anyway. So yeah, that was, that's actually pretty crazy that it happened at all. Did not realize to the extent that it had happened, but that it had happened whatsoever. Crazy. You might be right. It might be one of the biggest gaming leaks of all time. And Rockstar put a statement out about it. I mean, there's really not much they can do. They can be like, well, it happened. It sucks that it happened. We're going to keep marching forward and hopefully bring you a fantastic game, which I hope the developers do. And, it's, and hopefully that's what, exactly what they plan on doing. So, um, yeah, I wish uh, Metroid Prime 4 had leaked. I don't wish that. But, like, I, w- I would have been like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll take a look. I'll do a little research. But I, I, I admittedly might anybody. have done a, a quite a bit more digging if uh, we got that early Prime 4 build. Oh, that... Man, I just need something. I need something. But anyway, uh, we wish the best to everyone working on GTA 6, which is crazy because, I mean, GTA 4 came out when I was in high school. GTA 5 came out when I was in college. I'm now I'm now over 10 years removed from my freshman year of college, and I played GTA 5 a ton when it came out. It came out in 2013, so it was my junior year of college. And GTA 5 turns uh, 10 in next year yeah i know 20 yeah 10 years old like i put so many hours into that game that i would come back from class and immediately go up turn on my xbox and play gta 5 like some songs when i hear them i immediately think of hearing them on the radio gta 5 so it's such a, a, a very nostalgic but also just a fun game and it's crazy that there hasn't been a new game since, but it's hopefully going to be worth the wait, and hopefully these leaks don't uh don't hurt that in the process. But we'll we'll continue to you know if there's anything more to report, I'm sure we'll talk about that in the coming weeks. I'm sure it'll it, it might not, but you do bring up the working from home thing, um, you know that for any company, I think that introduces a lot of security risk, right? When people are accessing stuff from their home from the internet, um, I'm not sure how this was breached, but you know stuff getting shared over slack or just like it you know um you know remote desktoping into you know certain computers at an office or anything like that could lead to a security risk which is added when everyone's working from home so maybe that's related Un- you know, unfortunately double-edged sword but hopefully it doesn't entirely hurt everyone's enjoyment of the game what eventually comes out now that we've gone through that, the current events, it is time to play Metroid this or that. So we have a bunch of premises prompts some that are some pretty serious well not pretty serious like you know meant to be taken seriously this conversation others not so much we're gonna go through them um i have some doom you have some i'm gonna pick and choose from these but what i'm gonna do is whoever suggested the prompt out of the two of us the other person will answer first so for yours i'll answer first for mine i would like you to answer first and we're gonna do this or that would you rather one or the other? It's pretty much that kind of thing. And we're going to jump right into it with the first one that I have on my list. And I'm going to go with, I don't know, should I should I start off serious or not serious, Doom? What do you think? 
This or that. That's my first this or that for you. <laughs> <laughs> serious or not serious? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go unserious. Let, unserious. Let's start this off mellow and chill. Okay. Mellow okay. and chill. All right. So if that's the case, um, I'm actually uh, going to go with, if you were a wrestler in the WWE, which song would you rather have as your entrance theme? Rundus' was... theme or Ridley's theme? Boom. This or that. <laughs> I was literally just thinking of that question just now. I was hoping you'd ask that. Uh, Ridley same, obviously. Ridley's Duh. Same. Duh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna hit you with a with a with a, a twist here. I'm actually gonna go with Rundus's theme. I think Rundus's theme works better after having listened to it as an intro, like an entrance theme, than the Ridley theme. Yeah. Dak, if you're being held hostage right now, blink twice. I'm I'm serious, man. I know you'd think that. I'm sure if Andy goes, you know, comes back and listens to this, as I'm sure he will, he'll be like, okay. But yeah, I listened. I I think the Ridley theme is a great. I mean, they're both awesome Boston battle themes. But the Rundus theme specifically has, I don't know, just it, it feels like it has more of a progression to it, and it does. And I think the Ridley theme feels like it's already like. Um, the action's already happening, right? You're, you jump into the battle, it's already happening. With the Rundus theme, I feel like it has a little bit more build. It has something that I think fits the aura of entering a fight rather than already being in it. So that's why I went with the Rundus theme. And I think it's... Uh, I mean, you can't go wrong, but I picked... You pick that, I pick this. I picked the Rundus theme for me. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm shocked. I'm, I know. I'm, start, I'm, I'm starting to question if I'm really speaking with Dak. Right I know, now. man. We'll... I know. To, we'll have to do some testing later. I know, man. I know it's a it's a it's a curveball that people weren't expecting, but it is in fact what I think. Let me uh, let me hit you with what are your this or that, and I'm actually going to answer it first. Um, well, you have your list. How about this? You pick one since you have it in front of you. I have it in front of me, but you can pick from yours. All right, gotcha. Well, I have uh, less this and that's than you do. That's so fine. I think it'll be I think it'll be a little easier. Do you want Do you want me to do a more serious one? Or do you want me to do another one of my jokes? You can ones? do whatever. Um, do whichever. Do whichever, whatever you're feeling the vibe is, man. I'm gonna let you your discretion. Okay, you know, well, we just did we just did a little unserious one. Let's get into more. That was a serious one. Serious. That was a serious <laughs> one. No, go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. Well, uh, we'll get. I think I, I want to hear you because I know you got a lot of thoughts on this one. I believe. Would you rather Metroid Six start a brand new story from scratch or incorporate previous elements already explored? Well, this is something we've talked about on the show a bunch. Um, I don't know if you can really do a new Metroid game like without incorporating at least some elements from the previous games, right? Like, I feel like the Chozo will still be involved somehow. Samus obviously will be involved somehow, but if I'm gonna take it, you know, Ridley, I would hope comes back somehow. Um, maybe the X Parasites or even the Metroids somehow, somewhere come back. Uh, but if I'm gonna take your question at face value, would I rather start a brand new story from scratch or incorporate previous elements already explored? Um, I'm gonna go with um, brand new story from scratch. That's what I'm gonna do. I think one problem I had, well, I had a bunch of problems with Dread, but Dread, like, forced this, like, this is the end of the saga thing all of a sudden, which I never felt that. I never felt like the the the, the sequel to Fusion was meant to be, like, the end of the current story arc. And to be honest, I feel like the current story arc feels very much built on the Chozo memories from Samus Returns and then Dread with some elements of Fusion in it, really. So I feel like it was a very abrupt story in that way. But there are many different ways to interpret that. 
one thing that I didn't like, again, of many things, was how it kind of just changed my perception in a way that I didn't really enjoy of things I understood from Metroid. Like, the whole how Chozo DNA works and, like, good and bad Chozo and, like, the diff- like that kind of stuff just kind of took away so much of the mystique and interest I had in the Chozo. At this point, completely wipe the slate clean. Give me something new. The only thing that needs to be consistent is Rid- or Samus, and if Ridley can come back, that would be dope. But just have Samus, have her confront a new th- a new threat with new places, new weapon, even new weapons I'd be down for. Like, I'm- I think at this point, I would be down to see what whoever takes on Metroid can do with an entirely new and original story or elements, which is very difficult to do, you know, of course, and has not always been done well in other franchises, but that's what I would be interested in. That's what I'm going with. What about you? Yeah, so I'm kind of either or on this. I think my... You gotta pick this or that. You have to... That's the game. You gotta pick... You gotta well, pick well, one. But I'll let you... I, I'll I, let know, you... I, I know I gotta pick one, but let, like, let me yeah, explain I'll, first. I'll let you, my... I'll let you, yeah. Because, like, I think we both share a lot of criticisms toward Dread's story, for sure. But I think my biggest... I think my biggest thing that I have with it is just the overall lack of consistency in the storytelling. Because you'll have... You know, you'll have... You know, as much as we don't like Other M... Other M very clearly hints at a certain story arc throughout that's also very much teased in Fusion. And some people could say, like, oh, Fusion was oh. a mistranslation. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like aspects of it were, but like it was still hinting at something larger that was, again, very much confirmed in Other M. And to not have those payoffs rewarded in Dread, it feels empty. It feels hollow. It. Um, I'm first in feels, line to agree with that, man. 100%. Yeah. Again, again, it's not consistent. And so my big thing is, regardless which direction Metroid 6 goes and whether it does incorporate... And it doesn't even necessarily have to be like with the Galactic Federation subplot. But if it does incorporate any type of previous element, just maintain that consistency throughout the story until those threads have been fully explored. And if you're not interested in, in doing that, then I'd say like completely start from scratch and, and do that. That being said, if and only if that consistency is maintained, yes, I would like to see some previous elements explored in a new story. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you on the Federation stuff. Whether your interpretation of fusion is, you know, it's a small splinter cell or whatever it is, like, Samus knew the, the Federation was sus in Other M, continues to work with them in fusion, finds out they're sus again, Continues to work with them again in Dread. So if they were then to address this in the third, in the next game, I'd be like, Samus is not as smart as I thought because she's clearly continues to like, and like the the story is making it seem like the Federation weren't sus this whole time when the other games previously said this to some degree. So I, at this point, I think the, and I've said this on the discord, like the Federation thing, yeah, had to have happened in Dread. Like now that it hasn't, don't care anymore just you know what fine we're done with that let's move on because i think to bring that back and like after having what's happened already have have happened i'm like i don't even it's not consistent you're right it's it's all over the place let's just be done with it so all right i'm with you on that. honestly i feel like i feel like metroid storytelling right now and i might have posted this in discord i can't remember but it feels very similar to the fox x-men timeline (laughs) if uh anyone if anyone is familiar with the consistency of uh those films yeah, I definitely get you. That's why I have hope in Retro Prime 4. I have hope in Retro Studios. They maintain a great story in the Prime games. I hope Prime 4 is going to 
capitalize on that and continue with some good stuff. Dread, bit of a letdown on the story side. And that's besides the fact that the plot is told in massive exposition dumps two or three times throughout the game, and otherwise nothing else happens. But that's, you know, for another this or that, let's go on to a different this or that this time. Now, you just gave me one. I'm going to give you one this time. Um, what would... <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you this one because I know what your answer is. Um, what, what, what would you rather have? A new Metroid Prime pinball or another Federation force? I, I swear, I must have some sort of foresight because I swear it's like, that's the, <laughs> again, that's the question. I'm, I'm going to caveat, head. I'm going to caveat this. Um, a new Metroid Prime Pinball or another Federation Force, assuming both games are good, right? Like, I'm not just saying like a new Federation Force and it could be bad or pinball could be like, you assuming that whichever one of these is made, they're good games. What would you, which one, this or that? Oh man, that's actually tough. I because here's the thing, don't get me wrong. I love the Metroid Prime pinball memes, but even like unironically, I love Metroid yeah. Prime pinball. This spinoff is so much better than it has any right to be, and I would like unironically, I would pop off so hard if like a sequel was ever announced in a direct. It's never gonna happen, but I would pop off like unironically. Okay. But at the same time, I have always wanted a Galactic Federation-focused game, because I think there's so much really cool potential to explore in that area that you can't do in a traditional Metroid title. Mm -hmm. And so, oh, this is tough. As much as I want to do pinball, assuming that Federation Force fully explores those opportunities, I would totally be down for round two of uh, Federation Force, if done right. All right. I, I had a feeling that's how you would answer with my caveat. Had I not introduced that, I think obviously pinball is probably the answer for you. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's my answer too. I mean, I love Metro Prime Pinball, totally cool. But at the end of the day, it's a pinball game. I think the Federation Force concept just has way more potential. If it's done right, could be a lot of fun. Could be a really good way to expand the lore of the series. So, yeah, I go with I go with good Federation Force game over good pinball sequel as well. So that is our this or that there. All right, let me uh, let me let me hear another one from you, and then we'll do a couple from me since I have a bit more. So we'll try to even it out. All right, uh, we'll do a funny one this time. Would you rather take on one Quadroxa sized Zoomer or fifty Zoomer sized Quadroxi? Okay, well for the people listening at home or watching, <laughs> can we, can you repeat that premise? Um. We'll, we'll go a little bit slower this time. A little slower. Would you rather take on one Quadroxa-sized Zoomer yep. or 50 Zoomer-sized Quadroxi? Quadroxuses. Okay. I did get it that time. Um, I think on the level of, and I have to pick one, but I'm going to caveat, I'm going to, you know, explain myself. In terms of like, would I rather fight like what I think would be more of a challenge and might be more fun? Um, 50 zoomer size quadraxuses, quadraxi, in terms of what I think I could survive and might be the better option to take as an enemy. I go with the one quadraxis size zoomer because at the end of the day, it's still a zoomer. Um, so on that, on that end, as someone who wants to win and wants to survive this challenge. I go with the one Quadraxis size zoomer. It's one big target and it's not as it's not as 
hard to it doesn't have as much going on as an actual quadraxis still a zoomer at the end of the day i go with the one quadraxis size zoomer i think i can handle that 50 50 quadraxis that are small 50 that's a that's crazy like that that would actually be a crazy fight so i don't know if i can handle that that's what i pick i mean if anything that would almost that would almost be like um the uh the regular quads and uh in Sanctuary Fortress, although well, they're zoomer size, so they're still going to be zoomer size that, and but... fifty of them. Yeah. So, what do you? What, what's your pick there? Ah, uh, that. <laughs> Dang. You know what? You know what? I I might go for the uh I might go for the zoomer size quadraxide just because that's going to be a harder fight, but it's going to be a less time consuming and egregious battle because that zoomer man is going to be such a bullet sponge. Like <laughs> that's true. Like it's gonna be agonizing. Like it's gonna be an easy fight, but like it's gonna be agonizing to go through all that. I, I think I'd rather just. I think I'd rather just go through the pain of the fifty zoomer size quadroxi. All right. If we ever get some Omega Metroid fan art, that's what I would want to see. Is a, an interpretation of that, this or that there. So if anyone's any artists out there, I will. I will commission. Um, I won't tweet that out because I'll get a bunch of bots in my mentions. Next, um, I'll give you another this or that. This one is um, I, an interesting one, and I actually don't even know what my answer is, so I'm kind of curious what yours is. What's, which spinoff would you rather have? A Metroid fighting game, any kind of fighting game, could be a platform fighter, 2D, like Street Fighter, 3D like Tekken, or a Metroid RPG, could be a JRPG turn-based, maybe something more action RPG. What would you rather so initially i was gonna say fighting game just because i'm really not much of an rpg guy but i thought about it more and i actually don't think an xcom style metroid game Ooh, would strategy be that... rpg yeah okay, I, think okay. it, I, I think i think an xcom style metroid game would actually be kind of dope not gonna lie i'd be mm. down for that this I'd one I, th- I think this is one of my hardest ones this is such a hard decision for me because i i want a metroid fighting game for so long i still remember seeing the original other m trailer and when samus is doing the fighting moves it was like yo is there like a fighting game like like side game in this like this looks dope and i've always thought like samus would be really cool like tekken like when she she could like roll in and out like on the 3d plane in morph ball mode like like or like like nintendo characters like link or samus like dk would be sick in street fighter if they ever did a crossover like that i've always wanted a metroid fighting game but a metroid rpg like an action RPG would be sick. A strategy RPG would be so sick. Even like a like a classic turn-based RPG, like a Final Fantasy or Chrono Trigger type Metroid game, and just like that goes way into like the lore and like has these awesome settings and music and like just a classic RPG experience. I think I, I oh this one's hard because I love me a good fighting game, but. I think a Metroid RPG would low-key go super hard, and I agree, a strategy RPG, or maybe an action RPG in some kind of way, and just, like, a classic, like, turn-based game, like, just, like, even if you, like, went, like, like the new, like, 2D HD pixel style that they have for some of these new RP, like, some of these RPG remasters or new ones, like, Live a Live, well, that's a remake or remaster. Slight, slightly off-topic, I actually low-key think that 2D HD style would be perfect for a theoretical Super Metroid remake. I think that's Ooh. the way you go if you ever remake that. Hmm. That We should talk about that more on the show, because I think when we think about remasters or remakes for Super Metroid, we kind of assume it would be, like, a Metroid Dread or Samus Return style, but... Yeah. That's actually an interesting idea. I kind of like I think- that. 
I think Fusion could look a lot like Dread, which it would make sense because Dread is heavily influenced from Fusion's gameplay. Mm-hmm. But like, but yeah, for Super Metroid, I, I I think you just lean into that because I mean the pixel art in Super Metroid is already so beautiful, mm-hmm. and I think and I think reinterpreting in that like gives you the best of both worlds of modernizing it while still retaining that classic feel. Yeah, I um. I I 100% agree. I think a 2D HD Metroid, whether it's a remake, a remaster, an RPG, or whatever, would go super hard. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with the RPG, and I also agree a 2D HD Metroid game would be pretty sick. I wonder if we'll ever get that. Um, I'm looking at my list of this or that. Let me hit you with another this or that right here. Which would you have rather... Okay. (laughs) Which would you have rather have happened? A Metroid game... That came out on the N64, or Other M never having been released. Which would you rather? Think about the historical implications of this for the franchise. So, would you have rather a big Metroid game coming out for the N64? Other M still happens, but Metroid gets its time. There isn't the big drought between Super Metroid and Prime Infusion. You potentially the franchise like gets way bigger because it had a big N64 release like Super Mario did and and Zelda did and Pokemon all that stuff, or you don't get that, but you don't have the damage that other M does ten years later. What do you this or that? What do you pick? So I need to ask a clarifying question first. When you say other M never happens, do you mean that there is no Metroid game release at that point, or is this? theoretical metroid game or maybe it is other m but it's the good version that the majority of the community likes the, the other m that we know now does not happen so another so a good other m might happen or another metroid Wii game might have happened but the other m that we know now in this timeline does not happen gotcha in, in, the, in that case i in that case i'll take other m never being released since there is a game replacing that that the community well, there, does like there might be there might not be you know i don't i don't know like there well, 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 well that's the thing if there's no game replacing that let's then say, I'm let's going with let's say there's I'm no game replacing 64 okay huh? uh, let's say there's no game replacing it. let's just say other m doesn't happen um maybe a game comes out on the wii u or something but like the only wii metroid game is like metroid prime 3 well, and yeah, then in that case, I'm going Metroid 64. Then that's going to yeah. be my pick. Yeah, I think either way, that's my pick too. Even if there is a good form of other M or another Metroid game that comes out in the Wii or the Wii U, I still go with a uh, Metroid game happening on the N64. I think there's just a massive, like the really truly one of the big reasons why I think Metroid isn't, you know, on a similar to level to the other big Metroid or big Nintendo franchises. To be fair, I don't think this would have guaranteed it being the size of Zelda or Pokemon or Mario or whatever, but that just not having a game come out for eight years, right? Eight, nine years on a system, especially on the N64, that could have definitely had a Metroid game happen. Like, I still don't see how it didn't considering Metroid Prime ends up with, like, the the lock-on targeting anyway, and, like, just having Z targeting, like, do a third-person Metroid game or just do a 2D Metroid like you had Yoshi Story on on you know on N64. Yeah, that's that's what I always proposed because yeah. I mean, like at the time you know you had Symphony of the Night come out, which I yep. mean today is regarded as one of the greatest Metroidvanias ever made. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, you could easily do a 2D Metroid on N64. Yeah, kind of bewildering that it didn't happen, and that there were so many ways for it to have happened easily, whether it was you know 3D game or 2D game. Or a top-down game. Like, there's so many things they could have done. 
So that didn't happen at all, I think it was a huge missed opportunity, but also I think it really did stifle the growth that the franchise could have had. You know, being a big N64 release and then going into, you know, games on the GameCube and whatnot. Assuming that doesn't change that we get the greatness that is Metroid Prime on the GameCube. But, you know, again, we're playing with multiple multiverses and timelines here to try to keep it simple. Um, yeah, that'd be my pick as well. Um, cool beans. Cool beans. Cool. Moving on to our next this or that. I'm going to see if we can get to all of them here. Um, I'm going to give another one from my list because I know you only have a couple left here. And I have still a bit to go. So, I'll hit you with another one. Um, in Metroid Prime 4, would you rather Samus having voice acting or she does not speak at all? No voice, no text, nothing. You have to pick one. This or that. Um, how prominent is the voice acting? That's what I'm asking. Like, are, are we talking like a, like a, like a Mass Effect style game? Which, which actually kind of appropriate because Jennifer Hale is a femship in that trilogy. Hmm. Um. I would say Halo level. Halo level? Then I'd say yeah, go for it. Because okay. I, I feel like because the voice acting, the voice acting stands out, but like it's not like overbearing. At least in the Bungie trilogy, which I, which when you say Halo, I assume that's uh, what yes. You're I'm sorry. I mean one of. through three. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> let me make this harder for you then. Um, oh no. <laughs> a lot of dialogue. For Samus. Samus is talking a lot. Voice acting. Or she does not speak at all. What would you like rather? Not even, not even a grunt when she takes fall damage. Or oh, no, no. That That's... Yes, that would be in it. I'm talking about she wouldn't have any lines of dialogue, whether it's text or voice. You get no, no, no dialogue from Samus. No written dialogue. Nothing. She does not speak at all. Or she speaks a lot and it's voice acted. This or that. I mean, honestly, I'm fine either way as long as the voice acting is good. Because, like, the problem with... I, I say Other M just because that's, like, the most we've ever heard Samus speak. The problem in Other M isn't that Samus is speaking. It's that the story sucks. That's what she's the saying. The dialogue sucks. sucks <laughs> the localization sucks. Yeah. Every, everything about it, everything about it is just not great. That's the problem. So, yeah, it really all depends if in Prime 4 that, like... If um, you know, if the voice acting is coherent, if it's acted well, if the script is good, then yeah, I'm fine with it. But at the same time, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And you know, I'm fine with Samus not talking either. So I guess I'll go with that option just to play it safe. So you're gonna go with no, no talking at all. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think obviously on the basis of like, okay, if the dialogue's good the voice acting is good, then that, that changes things. But I think at this point to have a, a game that where Samus doesn't speak at all, I want to hear her speak. Like for me, Samus is not like, like she's not a character that is like a self, like I can just like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I, she's her own person and character to me. Right. Like I doesn't feel like I'm self inserting myself or like I'm Samus or whatever. Like I'm very, I'm very much seeing the game or story through her eyes, but she's her own character. And that's what I like about like Samus Infusion, for example, she has her own thoughts and reflects on stuff. Master Chief in Halo, another great example. He doesn't say a lot, but he has his own, he has his own distinct personality and has certain things to say that might be different from me or whoever. Right. You know, whereas like Link, for example, and like a, some of the Zelda games, 
is very much a blank slate character and you could, you know, attribute some, you know, yourself onto him a little bit. Um, with Samus, I would like to hear what she has to say. So if that's a lot, I'll take that over nothing. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take the other, if you're taking this, I'm taking that. I mean, I mean, I agree, but again, be careful what you wish for because other M certainly granted that wish. And, uh, yeah, that's true, but I didn't have the pro. I, but yeah, again, my problem wasn't that she spoke a lot; it's that mm-hmm. what she had to say and what the story had to say was nonsense. <laughs> if if it's good, even if it's, I, I, hmm, hmm, <laughs> If even okay, if the dialogue is bad but the story is good, I still think, hmm, I still think I take the voice acting. I don't know. I just feel like it's weird to have Samus not say anything, like especially after she's spoken and other stuff. But she also doesn't speak in the Metroid Prime games previous. I I think I think it depends on the context because I will say like her not speaking in Prime's one or two I think is whatever. There are several moments in Prime, in Prime three, three she where should it feels be, like I agree where it feels like she should be speaking and it's just that's this that's silence. weird to me. That's that's my thing is that in Metroid yeah. Prime three like I mean even in even in Dredge she says something. Albeit it's in Chozo, mm-hmm. but she speaks and she has something to say. Fusion, she's talking to herself a bunch in that game and is talking back to other people. For her, like, to especially in Metroid Prime 4, for her to, like, say just nothing and just, like, look and have reactions, I, I don't, that would be kind of... I, I'd almost rather her have some dumb monologue about, I don't know, the baby or whatever. No, I, I never mind. I won't... Uh, I was about to say... I don't, I don't know... <laughs> I'm trying to don't think you of, pull it on me, Ricky Bobby. Was, don't you put that evil on me. I was trying to think of like, what does she want to talk about? I'm like, that is what she wants to talk about. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still going to go with voice acting. Okay. Um, let's see. I have on my list of this or that. I have one, two, three, four left. And you have two left. So let's go back to one of your prompts. You have two left. Give me one of yours. All right. Let's see what we got here. Uh, I feel like this is going to be an easy one for you, as it's going to be an easy one for me, but it was the first one that I came up with. You can only take the flash shift or the slide in the next 2D Metroid. Which do you choose, Dak? Damn. This one's hard. Because I think the slide is, like, necessary now. But I love the flash shift. The flash shift is so cool. It's literally an air dash. I, hmm, I'm gonna go with the flash shift. The flash shift is dope. I can't, as much as it would hurt to not have the slide. I've lived with the slide, through my whole life, in Metroid. I think I can keep going. But the flash shift, now you've, you've, you know, given me a taste. I can't, you know, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm hooked. So I'm going with flash shift. Yeah, I, I figured that's what you were gonna choose. This one, that's a there's hard so one. many different. There's so many different angles to take for this because the flash shift, in particular with the combat, it takes Metroid's combat to a level that it's 100%. never been to before. And you know, Metroid. I feel like Metroid's always combat has always ranged from decent to pretty good. But Dread is like, in my opinion, bar none, like the best in the entire series. Prime, 2D, you name it. Mm-hmm. I, I think Dread's combat is immaculate. Totally it reminds fair. me. It, it it gives me little sparks of um of Doom Eternal as well, which who's a combat I also really enjoy. Mm-hmm. But but the de- um or excuse me, not the dash, the um the slide. 
is like for, first of all it makes it makes traversal so much quicker now through those morph ball tunnels but even beyond that like it adds a whole new element to puzzles as well in particular with the speed booster which is my favorite item in all metroid period mm-hmm. and incorporating that slide just opens up so many new options and technicality and stuff <laughs> like that and so it's really it's really coming at it from two different angles do you want to see um that technicality um continue to evolve with the slide or do you want that combat side of metroid to evolve with the flash shift that's not to say that flash shift also doesn't come in handy with puzzles but i feel like they very much incorporate both of these domains for the most part but i think at the end of the day i'm also going to choose the flash shift really pain painfully so yeah because man am i gonna much like you man am i gonna miss that that slide but like my my gut feeling is telling me to go with flash shift on this one. But maybe that'll happen and I'll regret it. I don't know. It's it's a tough choice. Like now that I'm like vocalizing it out loud. Yeah, it's it's hard because it's it really comes down to like personally, I think Metroid's exploration is still really good, but having that little like extra juice for combat just made the game so much more fun to play in Dread's case. But at the same time, like Metroid does need to keep up with the times and and continue to. Uh, evolve its formula and the slide does just that but also the flash shift does as well it's really this is this is a stickler i'm surprised that you didn't say slide because i was definitely anticipating that but i don't know maybe i would regret picking the flash shift too because the slide is really it's like an integral thing now like we've talked about on the server a bunch of times going back to you know not having the slide is is a, a pretty you know tall ask but i think that also is fine because i've gone back and played fusion since the dread you know dread has come out and i still i'm still enjoying it as much as i always have but i think that just because like when i start playing the game the pace of the game is different i don't have the same expectations i don't know that's a hard one i would love to hear what everyone else thinks about that what do you think about do you want slide or flash shift you have to pick one this or that i think this is a good metroid music in the future perhaps it is actually yeah we should have to we should have to add that and see what everyone is uh thinking speaking of uh metroid musings I believe one of these prompts that I have is a Metroid Musing that we did recently, but I wanted to uh, talk about it anyway. I'm going to confirm before I just go off and say that because I want to say that it is. I'm going to steal from Andy. Um, oh, it's not actually. So recently we had a Metroid Musing on um, should Metroid Prime 4 include more than four beams and visors? However, last didn't last week y'all talk about having more beams and visors and whatnot? Um, yeah, yeah, that was one of the Q&A questions we asked. Okay, so I'm going to give you a this or that. Um, well, answered, not asked, but yeah. Right, yeah. Um, would you rather in Prime 4 have selectable beams or stacking beams? So for everyone who doesn't remember, Metroid Prime 1 and 2 have selectable beams. Metroid Prime 3 has stackable beams. They stack on top of each other. Previous two games, you select and you pick and choose and you go between them. Selectable beams or stacking beams? This or that? I significantly prefer the selectable beams personally. I feel like it adds um, it adds more uh, combat opportunity. I really like... The, you know, you have some basic elements where it's like, oh, this enemy is red. You got to use the plasma beam. There's stuff like that. But there's also like way um, way more deeper mechanics than, than that too. Or, or not not way deeper, but like less less blatantly obvious obvious mechanics like maybe you're in the snow area that's your cue to like oh now it's plasma beam time the enemy doesn't necessarily have to be bright red to match the color but yeah. like i 
Um, I think Echoes um, in particular really explores this avenue in really cool ways. And there's even some unexpected like beam combos, like with the um, like with the dark the dark pirate troopers. You would think like, oh, obviously I got to use the light beam, mm-hmm. but it's actually it's actually way more effective to use the dark beam because of its freezing effects, similar to the ice beam, and then just take him out with a missile after that. And so, mm-hmm. um, I really I really like that aspect of the swappable beams and. Prime 3, while there were stackable beams, there were you also had stackable missiles, which personally, I think that is how missiles should be handled in the future. Keeping the missiles stacked up, but letting the beams still have their individual traits and properties, like in the first two games. Okay. Yeah, I'm always team selectable. I really would never want to play an FPS where like my guns just start stacking on each other, and I'm essentially using the same weapon the whole time. That just kind of gets boring to me. Like... Imagine you're playing, like, any other FPS and that was the case. I feel like that just wouldn't be as fun. I think there's so much more. Even if it's not a ton of added depth, it, there is definitely depth to, like, okay, I'm going to use this weapon against this character, this weapon against that enemy, etc. And going back and forth, I think, is I think it's, is dynamic and, and fun. I think I know other people are like, oh, I don't like that. Like, I just want to use the one beam or, like, I hate switching back and forth. I, I don't mind that at all. I'm super used to it. And it gives you a lot more potential to, like you said, come up with different strategies for certain situations and i also really think it opens up the game to potentially having you know enhanced versions of weapons and different combinations and all like we saw with the, you know the missile combos if you know there were good better versions and less <laughs> resource heavy versions of those it'd be great and that's what i would love to see metroid prime 4 do introduce a lot of weapons introduce a lot of visors and let me mix and match all those different things and enhance them and, and whatnot so i can play how I want to play, and also discover new ways that I might not have thought of if the game just, you know, didn't even give me the option to do so. I always like the options, and I will always be selectable beams. So that is my this or that. I think another thing in Prime 3 as well is that once you, like, fully upgrade your beams and you get the Nova Beam in Prime 3, like, it doesn't feel as OP as I as it should. You know what, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, there's definitely a few enemies in there where you can quickly one-shot, especially, like, those cool X-ray kills, which are super dope. Mm-hmm. But, like... But like otherwise, it always it it almost feels like it still takes more shots than it should be after you're getting you know a late game upgrade of that caliber. Whereas like once you get the the plasma beam and prime, it's just like you're you are quite literally melting everything in sight. Yeah, and it still feels cool to use the other beams even when you've gotten the plasma beam, right? Like it's still fun, and you still have necessary means to use the wave beam and and whatnot. So yeah, I I'm I'm definitely with you there. Um. Let me give you uh, another one of my this or that's. We're getting down to the final ones here. You have one more. I have three more. So I'm going to hit you with one more of mine. We'll hit over to yours, and then we'll hit over to my last two. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. Sounds good. All right, here we go. This is what we've talked about on the show a bunch, but uh, quickly, I want to get your this or that. Which would you rather watch? So I'm talking about watching not like what's better for the franchise what do you think would be more well received what would you personally rather watch an animated metroid tv series or a live action cgi hybrid feature film so something like the sonic movies where there's cgi characters and human characters whatever which would you rather animated metroid tv series or a live action cgi hybrid feature film what would you rather watch this or that I feel like I feel like I'd rather watch the animated TV series because I feel like that would be a lot easier to explore, at least in the format of how TV episodes are produced. I feel like that would be an easier format to explore Metroid. But at the same time, though, you know, 
that first Metroid game and Metroid 2 as well to an extent is heavily influenced by Alien, which is an incredible film. And so I do mm. think that there is a template to bring Metroid to the big screen, for lack of a better word. So honestly, I think if done right, I would be super down for either. But just off the top of my head, I think I would go for the animated uh, feature first. Yeah, I, I totally valid. When I think of like a good animated TV show from a game, I think of Arcane, I think of Castlevania. It can be done right. But I think also now good video game movies can be done right. Like sure. Yeah, apparently, apparently the new cyberpunk show is supposed to be really good as well. I haven't checked it out though. I've actually seen a lot of people tweeting about that as well. So this is a hard one. Cause like, I think it comes down to like, how do you want to consume your media these days? Right? Like, do you just want to sit down and watch a movie, get it over with, or do you want to, you know, really dig into your, dig your heels into like a long, essentially a long form movie, which is what a lot of these TV series are these days. They're essentially just a long movie cut up into 10 episodes over six hours. So for me, this is hard because I hate to say I'd want to see like a live action Metro TV series as I do, but I'm still scarred by the Metro or by the Halo series and I'm afraid of that. <laughs> um, so, but I think I would also go with the animated TV series. That's something that I want to like put on and watch what a long weird what a weird show that is you know we need to do we need to like do a uh like a patreon or like a special episode of this where we just watch the halo tv show and like like commentate it as we watch it because i feel like that'd be good content if anyone wants to hear that let us know just do it do a shot every time something weird happens i want to make it out alive so i don't know if i can i don't know if i can agree to that maybe a shot after each episode but if we were going by that we won't survive the first one um yeah, I think an animated, I think just a TV show in general I'd rather watch. A great movie is a great movie, but I really love long-form storytelling. I love a good book. I love a good TV series. I love a good comic. I love, but I love me a good movie. And it's like, if you have a really good movie that's just done so right, like that's something you'll watch again and again. This is a hard one. I think I would still go with the, the animated TV series. So I'm with you on that um for sure for sure all right well i have uh i actually have three left but i'm only gonna do two uh, well we'll see oh wait no um i'll let me let me throw this one at you real quick um if you could only have one style of suit that samus would wear what would you rather have big shoulder pads or suits without big shoulder pads so fusion suit light suit versus your classic varia gravity etc dark suit etc um what do you prefer big pads big shoulder pads not big shoulders. I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely like my thick suits for sure. You know, mm-hmm. big, uh, you know, big fan of that, uh, those prime one basketball shoulder pads. Yep. This might be an, this might be an unpopular opinion though. I don't like it when the shoulder pads get too big and I'm not <laughs> as big of a fan as the Samus return shoulder pads, which I know is a hugely unpopular opinion. I still, I don't still, I still think it's an awesome suit. I love that design. But there's certain aspects of it that feel just a bit too over the top for me. Those shoulder pads are definitely one of the big things for me, which is weird because, again, I love that Prime 1 suit, which is also very over the top in that department. But, yeah, just kind of going off the top, off the top of my head, yeah, I definitely I – want, I want those basketball pads to – You want them? Yeah. Yeah, I want, I want to play some basketball. That see this slam. This is this is a hard one for me because I love the fusion suit and I love the light suit, like two of Samus's Same. sickest looks. But, and I know you disagree, but I also love the uh, the power dread suit at least too. So the dread suit, I'm I prefer the fusion suit to it, but I see the appeal. Uh, but what like one of my favorite things I loved about Samus as a kid and like even growing up was that like especially in Metroid Prime 
and like Super Metroid, like she felt like a tank, like a walking, like breathing tank, like a one person army, a one woman army. So and like I always think of like the the cover art of Metroid Prime and just like like who's who could take down Samus looking like that? Nobody. So I always go. I'm always a big shoulder pads. I even love like the dark suit. Like I think the dark suit is such a unique and weird design, but it, that's what's so great about it. It's so like I love the dark off. suit. Criminally underrated. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I even like the Metroid Prime three suits. They don't have massive shoulder pads, from what I remember. But like, I'd put them in about the same camp as like the the dread suits. I think. yeah. They, it's like, in like the dreads, middle. dread dreads a little slimmer than that, but like, yeah. Very, but those I also love those suits too. This is a hard one, but I think I would go. I'm a I'm a shoulder pad guy. I'm a shoulder pad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so I have two more left. You have one more left. So let's hop back over to your last this or that, and then we will let my last two fire. What do you got? This or that? All right, so this one I feel like is kind of similar to the pinball question you asked me after you gave the caveat, but I'm going to ask this nonetheless. Would you mm-hmm. rather have a remake of Other M? or Federation Force that fixes all of the general issues that the community have with each of these titles. Hmm. See, the thing about this is that uh, with Federation, I think for both of these games, if you fix the general issues, they're essentially completely different games, right? Like, I think the concept of Federation Force is great, but would need to be changed entirely in terms of the execution. Well, a remake. Well, a remake of a game can be a completely different experience, though. Keep that in mind. Very we are true. talking about a re- We're not talking about a remaster. We are remaking this from the ground up, from scratch. Very true. Um, and that's why I think I'd have to go with Federation Force still, because I think for other M, you have to scrap the entire game, even the con- down to the concept. Like you, you, sure, you can make the gameplay better. Which, by the way, I hate how I don't hate. Hate's a strong word. I think it's funny how people go online and lie, spread false information that the Metroid Other M gameplay is good. It is not. People who think that they like it don't know what they're talking about. All right, that's a bit much too. It's, it's, to- it's tolerable. It's not good. It's, it's not. I'm sorry, but like, the, I'm sorry. This like, if you play Other M, you literally cannot look around. Like it's it's it does it's a 3D game controlled with a 2D controller. You have a mashable invincible dodge move. You stand in place. And it's different than, like, standing in place and, like, using your charge beam to, to suck things up. At least you had to, like, kind of damage stuff and then, like, get close enough in the Prime games to use the tractor portion of your, your charge beam. That game, you just stay in place. The first person, you can't even move. I'm sorry. The gameplay about, like, I, I see a lot of people say this, and I hate to get worked up about this, but I see it a lot, especially recently, where there's all of a sudden, because Other M's been out for a while... Or maybe Other M was people's first Metro game. They're like, oh, it's not that bad anymore. Blah, blah, Like, it's, you know, it's not as bad as everyone thinks. It is. It is as bad as everyone thinks. It is as bad as it is. The Other M story is awful. But the gameplay is also not bad. Or, I'm sorry, the gameplay is that bad. Right? Freudian slip there. I don't think it's good. Like, at the end of the day, I think people, like, they get away with saying, oh, yeah, the story's bad, blah, 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 the character's bad. But the gameplay is not that bad. Wrong. It is that bad. So... I unfortunately think that you cannot save Other M. I think it would have to entirely be scratched. Nothing nothing good about it except the music, the finishing moves, and Anthony. So I would have to go to Federation Force because at least you wouldn't have to scrap the whole thing. You just have to make it a little better. The, found, the fundamentals, fundamentals of it are good. So I go with Federation Force. I don't think Other M's gameplay is good by a long shot. I'm just saying I can tolerate it. 
It's not. Okay. It's not the. It is far from the most offensive part of that game. I, I, I am squishing my morph ball stress ball here, listening to this. No, I'm, I'm not. I am not I'm, defending I'm other M's gameplay. Well, like <laughs> I, I'm not trying to go Toberg because I've you know I know people are like when I rant about other M, they're like oh blah blah. blah. But so I tried to tone it back now. But I just see people post that sometimes. And I'm like, who are you fooling? Why are you, why are you lying to yourself? Play better games. Touch grass. Um, so Metroid what, Prime Hunters has better controls than uh, other M. I'll say that. And it's a better game, easily. Yeah, so, true. Um, so what, what's your pick? Facts. So is it is it is it a remade um, other M or remade Federation Force with uh, issues fixed? What do you got? Uh, I'm I'm gonna remake other M just to create some diversity in this. I it, honestly, it could be either or for me because mm-hmm. like, it, on one hand, I think. I think the final boss of Federation Force is so unbelievably offensive to Metroid fans. That final boss is like actually, I do not understand how it how that like got put into a game and nobody was raised their hand and like, hey, you think this might you think this might piss people off? Like, like no no one said it. Just but that final boss aside, like you know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel I feel like Other M has a lot more potential when rebuilt from the ground up than um, than at least base Federation Force does. Okay, all right, we'll take that. That's your this. That's my that. All right, we got two more before we wrap up the show today. I'm gonna hit you with the more serious one and then the less serious one. If you could only have this, is the second to last one. If you could only have one of these upgrades and not the other in the next 2D Metroid or maybe 2D Metroids in general, the Screw Attack or the Power Bomb. Which one would you take? You take one, you can't have the other. Screw attack, easily. Done. Yeah? Screw, okay. screw attack is like behind the speed booster, like my favorite item of all time. Yeah, okay. screw attack. All right, interesting. I uh, didn't think it would be that easy, but I, because personally, I I love both. I love clearing a room with the power bomb. Anything that allows me to just get rid of all the nonsense blocks and enemies in a room without me having to move much, love that. You know, uh, work smarter, not harder. But the screw attack is that's like when you know you're at like the best part of I think of a Metro game a lot of time because you're just you're just melting everything. I love that feeling, especially in the other 2D Metroids where you just are cruising through walls, shredding through everything. Uh, yeah, screw attack for me as well. So the the screw attack is an absolutely brilliant item, and I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before. But like it's it's like a near one hit kill at move on almost all the enemies and it's directly incorporated incorporated to your natural movement and that's what makes the backtracking in metroid work so well because a lot of people they hear backtracking and they you know they get scared at, at a first glance like oh i have to go back through all these areas but that's the thing because by the time you know by the time you're going through all this all these areas for your 100 sweep you're so insanely overpowered especially with that screw attack that it makes the trek that was one that once took you like 40 minutes to an hour it, it, you'll do it in like five minutes and it's so it's so stress free. It's relaxing. You get to appreciate these environments uh, even more now. Uh, mm-hmm. Revisiting them, you get to explore new things that you might have missed on your first chance. And you know that screw attack is a huge part of that magic. And it's also one reason why uh, Samus Returns ranks uh, a little bit lower on my uh, Metroid rankings than I feel like the average person. Hmm. Uh, very well said. I 100% agree. I'm also with the screw attack. I'm also there with you. So we have one more this or that to play here, Doom. And this one, I would love to hear your thoughts because it is an important, serious topic. What would you rather have? 
another Metroid character in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, or Samus in Fortnite? This or that? So, Samus in Fortnite, I think, would arguably bring more people to the Metroid series. From my own personal selfish tastes, definitely a Smash character would get me significantly more hyped. Mm-hmm. As, while I'm not playing Smash as much these days, a new Metroid character would certainly bring me back, at least for a little bit, into Ultimate. But, so... Uh, yeah, I know. C- considering considering there's really no stakes here, and this is all fantasy anyways, no, no, I'm gonna this pick... Is, this is important, and this is... <laughs> the yeah, fate okay. of the universe hangs in yeah. balance. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pick the Smash character, uh, okay. just cause, you know, put, put Ravenbeak, put Silex in there, put, um... Maybe some other um, protagonist or antagonist that appears in Prime 4 in there. And, you know, along with that comes a new Metroid stage and inevitably more Metroid music, which, uh, you know, I am certainly never going to complain about more Metroid Smash remixes. You make a hard compelling, a hard bargain and a compelling argument because you're right. You'd get a new stage, you get new music, you get a new Metroid character. And because they'd be DLC, there's a very high chance that they're really good. A really good character. Like, Samus and Dark Samus are pretty solid characters in Ultimate. Ridley sucks. Zero Suit, pretty solid character. But at being... Kazuya a... Steve, you're out. The, the new meta That's in. what I'm saying. Like, if you throw Rundus or Silex into the game, there's a very strong chance, if they're a DLC, that they are a, a, a pretty good to very good character. There's a solid chance. Most DLC characters are pretty good. If you're not like Piranha Plant or like Banjo. Even hero is can be very good depending on how you roll. So, oh, that's hard because I would love that. I would love to main a broken OP DLC character from Metroid, and like it being Rundus or Silex or whoever. Ravenbeak, Ravenbeak would be broken in Ultimate. We've talked about that. But man, Samus in Fortnite, bro. I want to see Samus pick up an AK. With her arm, like, I don't want her to use her arm cannon. I want her to be holding with her arm cannon an AK. Fighting Goku and Thanos off the party bus, man. I'm sorry, but that's just something. I think that's what the culture needs. That would be a culture, like a cultural shift, right? To see Samus fighting alongside whoever, uh, Ariana Grande, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> like, that stuff is what, that's what the people want. That's what I want. I would, I, I, as much as I would love another ultimate DLC character and it be a Metroid character, Samus in Fortnite with like the power, sh- like with the ship glider, maybe a new part of the map that's like Brinstar or something, you know, maybe a Ridley glider or something. Samus in Fortnite, I gotta go with that. That's my pick. Samus. Kamehameha's um, That's what I'm saying. Rick from Rick and Morty. Exactly. And then, and then does the gritty during the victory I want to see Samus do the gritty. Okay, I want to see... You know what? You know what? You've uh, you've won me over. Samus and Fortnite. Samus and Fortnite is the right answer. Thank you very much. Well, that is our game. of Right? Tell me. I We need this. We need this. I want to I see Samus floss. Um... All right, well, that has been our This or That Metroid edition. Thank you so much, Doom, for playing along with me. I hope you enjoyed that speculation. Hope you all enjoyed listening to our This or That edition as well. Um, I think I would like to do this again because we've done Samus percentages. We've done a bunch of this. I think we bring back This or That. I would love to get some 
listener this or that prompts for maybe next time we do it in the far future, whatever it is, or in the near future, who knows? But I thought it was fun to play and always good to, you know, speculate and, and talk about some different Metroid questions. That said, we're going to wrap this episode up next week in the pocket, ready to go. We have our Frigate Orphean Mapping Metroid. So if you're looking forward to another Mapping Metroid, that is exactly the show you need to check out. That'll be live next week. And I believe, did we record that for YouTube too? I don't remember. Yes, yes, we did. Okay, we did. Um, I think so. I, I don't think I actually have the video file with me. Oh, that's something else I'm we'll going to have to... I'll have to email Andy for. Hopefully, he'll be able to get that. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. But um, yeah, we did. Rec- we so we actually recorded it pretty much right after we did the Town Overworld mapping metric because it was fresh. But because we knew Andy was going to be on vacation, we figured why not prepare, have that episode ready to go. So you will be listening to us in the past. Though technically, I guess you always are. But you will know for the future that that's what's coming. Mapping Metroid. Frigate Orphean for next week. But for this week, that was our game of this or that. Doom, any final thoughts, words of wisdom, two cents, anything? I actually do have a special announcement on my end, at least. Oh, yeah, or a plug. Yeah, or a plug. Go for it. Yeah, a little a little plug on my end. Okay. So, uh, so as people in the Discord know, I've, uh, I've been streaming again now since uh, July. It's really, really felt good to get back in the streaming game and... Uh, by the time this episode comes out, uh, we will be on our way to finishing our 100% run of Pac-Man World Repack, Ooh. the new Pac-Man remake that just came out. Okay. Been having a lot of fun with that. However, I have not yet announced the next game I will be streaming. However, all you fine folks that are watching the episode today are going to get a little sneak peek of what's going on behind the curtains. Because for our next game, we're doing Metroid Dread, the Dread Mode Run it's happening, and there's a special twist as well. Every time I die, I take a drink of Angry Orchard. I got a I got a nice wow. case with me when I was doing when I was doing my last target run, and uh, that's going to begin on September 28th on Wednesday, starting at five o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun for y'all and not for me, which means you're going to love it. And so. Been wanting to do this for a while. It's finally happening, and I'm so excited. And I hope, and I hope as many of y'all can uh, can make the make the trip. Well, I'll definitely have to check it out just to you know for your well being. Uh, <laughs> what kind of angry orchards though? You're going crisp. You're going green. What are you doing? Uh, like... We're doing we're doing crisp. We're doing okay. crisp. I, I like green apple, but crisp is also very good. Um, all right. Well, be sure to check that out. I will definitely check that out as well. And uh, of course, good luck to you, Doom, because that sounds like. You're going to be going through that case pretty quickly is what it sounds like to me, but I'm actually, I'm feeling pretty confident. I've been, confident? uh, yeah, people on Twitter and a discord might've noticed, but I've, uh, been on uh, Metroid Dreadian recently and now you know why, cause I've been practicing, but okay. Um, I'm feeling the one, the one that I'm not confident on is SQ, man. That SQ is going to be rough. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Yeah. I don't want to undersell it. Maybe you, I hope you surprise. I am looking forward to having all that practice pay off for you. Um, but that is it for us here for this episode. Of course, thank you all for tuning in to the mega, mega Metroid podcast. You can check us out. Excuse me. You can check us out on all of your favorite podcast platforms. If you can get a podcast on it, you can most likely hear us. If you can't let us know and we will get on there, you know, Google podcast, Apple, Amazon, uh, Spotify, 
anywhere you go to listen to your favorite podcast. You're probably there already listening to this now. Of course, now we also have the episodes on YouTube, which is fantastic. So if you want to see our awesome faces in contrasting lighting, feel free to jump in and you can see exactly how the donuts are made, however that saying goes. Um, aside from that, thank you all for tuning in, supporting us. Feel free to follow us on Twitter, where we talk about Metroid. Feel free to check us out on the Discord. We're hanging out. We have a, a Patreon. We have, I think that's it. We have a website, OmegaMetroid.com. That's a big one right there. So be sure to check all those things out. We definitely appreciate you all for listening in, for tuning in, and for checking us out. It is the Omega Metroid Podcast, the only and best weekly podcast for Metroid around the world. Thank you all for tuning in. I've been Dak alongside Doom for today's This or That and this episode of Omega Metroid and brought to you by OmegaMetroid.com. We wish Andy a great rest of his vacation. We're looking forward to our next episode with him soon and we're looking forward to seeing and hearing y'all again in the near future. Thanks for checking us out. Thanks for listening and we will see you next time here on the Omega Metroid Podcast.